This show is part of the Miles Offside Podcast Network. Visit twitter.com slash milesoffsidepod for more information. And now, on with the show. No, I want, it, I want you to swing it in triplet time. Okay, uh, a one and a two. I know you wanted you once upon a dream. in your eyes are so familiar. The fact that I'm holding a mug of beer right now makes that really seem like some sort of Viking drinking song. <laughs> Oh fuck! I'm recording. Oh god damn it! I recorded that. Yeah, <laughs> you did. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Miles Offside Podcast, where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nothing. My name is still Oscar Puente, also known as Footy From Afar, and still with me is my co-host, Chuck Bailey. I'm still here. Still here. And still with us is super producer, Ian Stimson. No, I didn't fancy this one. I'm going to go. All right. See you later, mate. See you later. Bye. Bye. So, second episode this week. The people, give them what they want. Hashtag content. That's what they want. Divide and conquer, that's a thing, isn't it? I don't know if it applies here, but sure. <laughs> well, we split an episode into two. Oh, I see. I okay. see. That's the that's the division. Yeah. To conquer the content. I see it. Okay. Cool. It's, good. it's always good when you've got to telegraph what you're saying. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like all the best jokes, you have to explain them after. Yeah. yeah. Like a pomegranate joke that no one gets. Really glad we got a chance to revisit that. It's nice for all the new listeners to see you for what you are. Big up, Virginia. The Virginia pomegranates, that's what they're calling them. Yeah, we weren't big in Virginia early on. No. And we've casually been making pomegranate jokes the whole way through, but like, probably most people just think we're really fucking weird. I like it. People have got people are either in or out. Whatever. Football! Yes, okay. So, we're going to keep it relatively short. We're going to call this our rapid, rapid, rapid fire episode. Beep, 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 beep. Uh, our top topic this evening... Top topic. Um, get right into the important stuff. Manchester City will be auctioning off Pep Guardiola's coat again. <laughs> <laughs> the important stuff. That mucky sweater. Yeah, he gave it. He gave it away and just said, "Yeah, there you go. People want it. Give the people what they want." So it can't have been a superstition thing because surely you wouldn't get rid of it if it was a superstition um, thing. Unless it's like a one-season thing where, like, you don't shave your beard until like a certain point, or you keep. Like a stick in your sock, or or okay. something like all those weird. So baseball next year he's gonna have some like woolen boxer shorts or something. Yeah, or maybe he's just gonna pop his trousers off. Yeah, every time every time they concede, just pop every the time old trousers off. And go down, just <laughs> pop his trousers down. Pop his trousers down. Uh-huh. Um, it's like strip poker, but with uh, conceding goals. Every time there's just one less item of clothing. So it's a punishment for his players, is it? I don't know, Ian. It sounds like you want to buy his woolen boxers. You seem very interested in that being auctioned off. No, <laughs> no, no. I mean, how much is the coat again going for? What do we? It's going to be thousands. Isn't oh it? God, it'll be yeah, it'll be ridiculous money, won't it? Yeah. it'll be tens of thousands. I'm not going to remortgage just to get a coat again. Yeah, the quote was, "I think it's for the charity, and now it's summertime, so I don't need it anymore." The grey woolen garment was reportedly from his wife's boutique in Barcelona. Oh. And Guardiola has rarely been seen without it in recent months. That makes sense that he's wearing that ugly, stupid thing. If it's from his wife, 
he has to wear it. Yeah, his wife got it for him. He doesn't want to say be offended, like offender or anything. Yeah, I'm sure I read somewhere that it's got some like waterproof thing like sewn into it. Sounds like it's actually got some some tech. It doesn't. Apparently I mean, it's it, not... maybe it is a high performance garment. Yeah, well, does it, this is it wick away sweat, as it were? Well, I mean, and it's from a boutique in Barcelona. I mean, maybe we. I assume you just like got it down TK Maxx or something. What's TK Maxx? Is that like Walmart? TJ Maxx in America. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, we have that. Why do they have to change the middle initial? That's weird. Copyright, legal, some reason. Really? I can't That's... remember exactly why, but they had to change. One exists, also exists in the other company or country. I always assumed it was named after someone like Theodore J. Max or something. <laughs> some real scummer who happened to start a business. Yeah. Yeah, I like that this is the biggest news story around Man City from the last week, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, okay, no, I'm sorry. What you're thinking of, our second topic slash story this evening. Vincent Company leaves Manchester City to become Anderlecht's player manager. Correct, the biggest thing to happen to Man City. Player manager in this day and age. Ian, surely that like that must have lightened you up a bit <laughs> I mean, when you saw absolutely, that. Absolutely, Chuck. I was enjoying that. That was You, you don't, haven't seen that like for 25 years. That's amazing. It's... it's the, Oh, I can't remember. So like since I was like very, very little, remembering like there's being player managers or something. It's just so rare. Like the Brian, was it Brian Robson? Yeah, his, he might have his been. Picture of him at Forest, and th- and they took a picture of him holding the scarf, and his top yes, half he's wearing a that's suit, right. yeah, yeah, and yeah, the bottom course. half he's wearing shirts, yeah. <laughs> shorts, socks, and boots. That's fantastic. <laughs> there's nothing better than a player manager like in the 80th minute going, "Well, fuck it, if you can't do it," and just subbing themselves on. It's just absolutely fucking brilliant. I love, yeah, love it. What a what a brilliant what a brilliant professional he's been though for Man City. He said it's the most passionate yet rational decision he has ever made. That's what's weird. It makes sense because if you look at a player like that, he's been at Man City for 11 years. I think he's 30... 33. 30s, 30, 33? Yeah. So he's not going to be able to get a big move somewhere else because of his injury history. Um, he's played for Anderlecht before and, and kind of came up through the ranks All through there. their youth system, yeah. Yeah, so it, it really does make sense for him that he can still play competitively, however, also start to cut his teeth as a manager... And get used to those things. And the man's an absolute leader. Um, I do wonder who's kind of going to replace him now, though. Yeah, and actually Johnny Worth has uh, asked us a question exactly that, of who who is going to replace Vincent Company as team captain. I mean, those are some big shoes to fill. Everyone in the squad seems to really love and respect him. I mean, who's the, who's the sort of elder statesman of that team who's going to be, be able to fill those shoes now? Pep Guardiola for player manager, isn't it? <laughs> player manager and captain in himself yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and boutique owner and boutique owner yeah and it, yeah he also owns all the concession stands around the ground <laughs> um aguero's been there probably longest isn't he what's yaya toure up to <laughs> i don't know <laughs> eating birthday cake in a bakery yeah um i mean i could do the old thing of making the goalkeeper captain i'm never in favor of that but uh it's a bit weird isn't it yeah i'd give it to silver yeah, I I think you can, but he's only got another couple of years probably, hasn't he? How old is how old is Silver? Must be similar, thirty odd, yeah. Yeah. I suppose I think you could. it's the, I think it's more, you know, how do you replace the personality yeah, and, and the, the impact because I don't see anyone else no. having that kind of impact or that kind of control because you know, I've said it before, Guardiola's teams, it seems to be about him controlling yeah. it and not having super strong personalities about. Give it Sterling. Sterling, we're pulling for Sterling on this yeah, pod. Let's do yeah, it. you Absolutely. 
Yeah, are we doing it? Are we making... Is Let's that a it. decision then? Right, Raheem Sterling, congratulations on becoming a new Man City a captain. Campaign. We're campaigning for it. Young captain of the year. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, speaking of players going back to where they were from a long time ago to have... Are we honestly not going to mention the fact that City won the FA Cup final 6-0? <laughs> 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 are, we, are, we, are we honestly blazing over the greatest domestic performance of any... English team ever, English men's team. Sorry, good. Well Thank you. Yeah. Um, to win four trophies yeah. in a season, all yeah. all domestic competitions they were entered in. What's the four? The Community Shield. Oh fuck that! That doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, but you have to win the League FA Cup to get to the chance. No, to, so you have to be pretty decent. You can't have that. Your poster boy for managers, Jose, says that the Community Shield is a legitimate trophy. So he doesn't there mean you go. that. Please. <laughs> He meant it when he was counting his own trophies. Yeah, I guess. Fine, the quadruple then. <laughs> the domestic quadruple. The most misleading quadruple of all time. I love the Community Shield. It's the only match that you can trust as an FPL manager to give you your first 11. <laughs> like, that's the, it's the one pre-season match that they generally put out a decent team for. And you go, okay, I know they're going to play them. Not in the Asia Cup final. <laughs> I've heard people get badges based on that. It's the most prestigious trophy. Ah, sure. What, what What is there to say about City that we haven't already said all season long? They're fucking amazing. Like... They made an FA Cup final boring by how good they were. Like, it was dull. That's saying something. <laughs> it yeah, dull. but it's not like they were playing Liverpool. Kevin De Bruyne was man of the match. He was a second-half substitute. <laughs> <laughs> it was unreal. It's just I was at a barbecue, and I, kept t- I turned around, looked through the window in, and you're like... Oh, City are attack! Oh, City goal. Oh, go back to eating a, a wing, look back up. Oh, City attacking City goal. And then Aurelio Gomez pulled off about six saves. Like, is that going to be his last game in the football? Like, that's a goalkeeper on the wrong end of a 6-0 dicking <laughs> that still comes out of it and can hold his head, head up high because that was amazing performance. Um, and yeah, City just... just gone see you later there's been a real turn in the media like in, just since then almost in the media about a sort of well i'm asking rather than telling has there been a turn in the media of a sort of slight anti-man city thing going on with money and stuff it just I, it feels literally since the treble happened that i've been you know reading things that have just been a bit sort of anti-city and anti the well, money of, and anti one of the first questions a journalist asked pep after the game was to do with has he received any money through separate ways to effectively my understanding of it is they them getting around financial fair play so paying pep out of a holding company which apparently mancini got done for at some point and you know on the one hand fair enough you gotta ask those questions and it is something that warrants investigating but then from pep's side he's like just won a domestic treble and this is the question you're asking me quadruple yeah you have to add one, don't you? Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's unreal. And there's a lot of people moaning and saying, oh, this is just going to be like boring for City and City are just going to dominate and whatever. Like, I don't think that's the case. Um, you know, clubs like Chelsea can go out and spend a load of money. And, um, <laughs> you can't let one go, can you? Not even one. To take it to our next news story... A bit of good news for everyone on this podcast. Wilfred Zaha has told Crystal Palace he wants to leave the club. Yeah, it says the sun or the daily fail. Uh, This is Sky Sports. 
Oh, Sky yeah, Sports but... understands. That's how you know it's legit. When they understand Here's something. what happened was, someone who works at Sky Sports opened the Twitter app on their phone. Yeah. <laughs> and then said, oh, look at what uh, Dave0208 is saying. Listen, I worked at Sky for a while. The slogan is never wrong for long. don't worry about that well uh, there are actual quotes to go with this quote I have to experience the Champions League I just need the opportunity that's it and I'll do the rest I'm too ambitious and not just ambitious to play for a top club but to win things at the club level and with my national team for me to be better to achieve what I know I'm capable of I have to aim to play at the very highest level and to win trophies I'm blessed to have come this far in my playing career but I feel like there is so much more that I have to offer Yes, but this is being used from an interview that was a few months ago where he was asked, would he like to play in the Champions League? Now, any player is going to say yes to that question. You can't not answer that question. And no one, no Palace fan or anything like that really bemoaned him when he has his aspirations held high, you know, and and wants to do that. And, And I'd agree with that. He's a fantastic player and I'd love to see him go on to bigger and bigger and better things, whether it's with Palace or not. But they have just adapted and taken all of those quotes to fit this narrative that he's asked to transfer, which I don't believe is true at all. Um, And Sky Sports understands whatever rubbish. So, yeah, it happens every single year. People on Twitter are going mental because Palace has said they would accept 100 million. That's, That's kind of what the benchmark is. And... You know, people can balk at that and whatever, but that's what he means to the club. I've always said it. He's worth us keeping our Premier League status. And if the Premier League is going to get you 100 million, then you need to get 100 million for him. And when does his contract end? Uh, 2023. So. Right. So, I mean, that's why it's such a huge fee. I mean, it is a big amount of money for Zaha, who is an amazing player. But it is, a, it is a lot of money. But, I mean, that's why. Because he's, he's contracted to until 2023. Yeah, highest paid player at the club. I think he's on 130 to 150k a week. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. He's had a new contract basically every year we've been in the Premier League. See, that's clever from Palace. That is that is smart. Yeah, and, and Zaha was always along with that. And they've always been fairly open. He's like, well, if I do go, I want to make sure I get them enough money. But it's... For him, it's in a weird area now where any club in like Europe can't really afford him apart from the very biggest because of his wages, etc. and the transfer fee. Yeah. But would he get into the starting eleven for any big English club? He would at Chelsea. Yeah, but unfortunately, mate, Chelsea might not be able to sign any people. I'm just saying like that's an example of a big club in England that he'd get into. Yeah. And play, but players also players don't think like that anyway, do do they? They always back themselves. That and they have to. Yeah, of course they do. They have to. Um, speaking of top players leaving teams that they've been at for a long time, Antoine Griezmann wants to leave Atletico Madrid after five seasons. No, he is, isn't he? Yeah, he informed them that he will leave this summer, um, and he's hopeful that Barcelona will sign him, um, which makes sense because they have all the Neymar money. He was a big, big force behind their World Cup success. Yeah, but he did a documentary last year about whether he was leaving or not. And then this year, they just, Atletico heard he was going to do another documentary and they nipped it in the bud and just went, look, just sit and talk to a camera. That's why it looks kind of like a video where he's saying, like, I am being fed. I am being looked after very well. (laughs) (laughs) He looks very bedraggled and just sitting there. Hostage situation. 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Griezmann's a great player, and yeah, he's probably going to play for Barcelona. Uh, they hate Coutinho. God, and Coutinho's been linked with Chelsea, and I don't want to. When? How? I don't know. We're still getting all these rumors. That's my favorite thing, too, about like all the summer transfer rumors. is like, oh, Chelsea are going to sign this player. Chelsea are going to sign that player. I'm like, we literally have opted not to put in the appeal for our transfer ban. How are people still writing like rumors? Good that that means no Higuain, though. So you must be happy, mate. Yeah, I think they're really um, choosing not to appeal so that it forces their hand in terms of playing our young players next year. So like Callum Hudson-Odoi, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, all those guys are just going to be getting a ton of minutes, really getting you know their experience under their belt. Is there a way around this transfer ban of like a player like Coutinho? I mean, is he at the end of his contract or not? No, he, he can't be because he only joined... Barcelona last year. Yeah, yeah, right? of course. Yeah. So if he's not, then is there like a way around it where like he can personally buy out his contract and then Chelsea just like reimburse him the money? Like so he goes out of contract, they sign a free agent, and <laughs> Chelsea just sort of like <laughs> slide him sixty million quid under the table so as he bought out his oh own contract. Oh my god, I would love if that was actually if that's how happened. they started doing business of just sort of I mean that's probably the most ridiculous thing I've ever said, but being as these links keep happening when it seems to not be possible to happen. Look, Ian, we might be built on blood money, but we're honest about our financial transactions, okay? We're not City. <laughs> okay? And it, there's that anti-City media bias. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that... I... Sorry, how did you get a transfer ban again? Uh, <laughs> all, everything over the table, you know, legal things. Mm. Uh, all right, well... Oh, shit, we've done it again. We've broken Oscar. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, we did sort of touch on it, but Ruben Loftus-Cheek will be missing the Europa League final along with most of the beginning of next season. The average return to playing time for the injury that he has, he ruptured his Achilles tendon, is 200 and something days, so that would put him right around Christmas. It's not good, is it? No, and I, I was at that match. Um, because it was that of ridiculous friendly that they chose to play three days after the Premier League season ended and 10 days or whatever before the Europa League final. Um, and it was a fun time. I mean, it was for charity. You know, it's a good cause, anti-Semitism and racism and all that. And and they weren't like going hard. They were just kind of passing it around, having fun. It was, it was an enjoyable evening. He did um, wave at me, Ruben Loftus-Cheek. <laughs> Yes. Which was pretty exciting. Because he loves the pod. I think he was waving for a medic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. That was later. Um, while they were warming up, we were sitting like right by the corner flag, like in row five. So I just got up and I was like, Ruben! <laughs> and he just like gave me like a you know, yes. wave head nod situation. Acknowledging the And I was wearing my Ruben jersey, of course. <laughs> and, then he, and then he tore his Achilles and it completely ruined the fucking night. Any fun we had had up to that moment. Was like, nah. Oh, thanks, Ruben. God, ruining Oscar <laughs> evening like that. It was really upsetting. Like, because he's my favorite player. Like, especially now that Hazard probably leaving, which I don't want to talk about it. Don't. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's he is my favorite Chelsea player now. So what was it? Was it a challenge or? No, he was just running. He just pulled up. Yeah, it's the, it's the, and those injuries are always the worst injuries when when nothing's going on. They just go, and the fact that it's called a like. Just a ruptured Achilles tendon. Like sounds fucking awful. It sounds like his ankles exploded. I don't know about you, but that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, I mean the other players came out and said that there was like an audible pop. Oh god! 
Oh god. Yeah, no good. And he went down right away. They know. They know straight away. Yeah, and it, it like we couldn't obviously see, but from his body language, it looked like he was crying right away. Like oh god. So it was it was like really really upsetting to be there for that. Really upsetting if it's happening anyway, but like to be. And like the the I went I don't give a fuck about them playing a random friendly against a random MLS team. Like I went to be like, hey, I want to see Hazard. It's probably my last chance to see him. I want to go see David Luiz do crazy David Luiz things. And he was doing he was playing long pass after long pass after long pass. It was beautiful to watch. And I wanted to see Ruben. I've never seen Ruben play live and in person before. And I got five minutes of Ruben, and then he's out for another big injury which at this point like it's starting to rack up with him it's a concern it's a bit of the harry kane's to him and it sucks and that totally fucking ruined the night but what are you gonna do i feel for you i feel for you yeah keeping in keeping it going with the good news for chelsea it seems like petr Cech is gonna return as the new sporting director so following the footsteps of manchester united with rio, rio ferdinand, ferdinand. yeah <laughs> we're putting big pete so what do you think about that I think that it. we need to have someone. It's better than no one. Better than no one is not a ringing endorsement, Oscar. It's not like he's ever done a bad job. We don't know what it'll be. He could be really good at it. We have no idea of knowing. Is this setting up a Peter Cech and Fat Frank double act to lead Chelsea into a new era? Hell yeah. <laughs> let's do it. Let's, uh, let's get Didier back. Speaking of player managers, Didier Drogba went to a second division North American soccer league team. So not even MLS. Yeah. And he was a player owner. Player owner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just imagine him in the meetings. Hi there, Didier. Nice to meet you. Uh, yes, Mr. Drogba, it's great to see you. So, we want you to sign for the club. Oh, great. Um, what's the pay? Whatever you fucking want, mate. <laughs> Have all of it. I appreciate the way you acted that out, Chuck, so I'm going to pan you left and right for that conversation. Yeah, because we record in stereo. I'll put this one out in stereo. Ooh. <laughs> don't download it guys your phone bill will be through the roof yeah our libsyn storage is going to be all full we're going to have to archive the rest of our episodes oh shit good point we might have to go up to $25 a month hosting <laughs> we need more Patreons if we're going to be in stereo yeah, exactly <laughs> if you want to be in stereo you've got to become a Patreon patreon.com slash milesoffsidepart we'll release it as stereo just to the Patreons St- oh, stereo for the Patreons mono for the shit munchers yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> But not you, Virginia. We love you, Virginia. We love Virginia. We love Barbados. We love Norway. The rest of you can fuck off. Just kidding. Please listen to us. We, lo- we like being able to do this. Please don't leave us ever. Please. I'm Unless sorry. you're from Brooklyn. Unless you're from Brooklyn or the North. Oh, God. No, I like the Brooklyn listeners, but I just need them to know that they're inferior to Queens in every way. But hi, Brooklyn. <laughs> That's just... No, okay. I'm... I'm being a full out hater right now. Like I'm, I'm the media turning against Man City because like in my heart of hearts and it pains me to say this out loud and I'll say it one time and never again in my life and no one in my family can ever hear this. Brooklyn is probably cooler than Queens and better than Queens, but we can never admit it. Like we're, we're cooler than them. We're better than them. Fuck Brooklyn. Brooklyn's overrated. <laughs> oh, there no you one, go. no right. one rides for Queens, but Queens <laughs> is just as good. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Next topic slash story. Uh, Bolton will start next season in League One with a 12-point deduction. Ugh. <sighs> Never like to see a club go through this. No, although that's got to bode well for Peterborough, right? One one more team below them. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> It'd be worse for Peterborough if they finished below them. <laughs> oh, yeah, Jesus oh Christ. I mean, yeah, I, I, actually, I actually fancy Peterborough 
for next year because I don't think those that have been relegated from the championship are too much cop to be honest I quite fancy it next year but from a Bolton perspective I mean it's it's horrible to see uh, a club's fans go through that like a relegation and a 12 point deduction and then you've got the employees not being paid um, I mean kudos to there's been some clubs coming through with like donations and f- like to food banks hasn't there for yeah. their employees um, Everton have yeah, Leeds and Liverpool, I believe, of all kind of. Yeah, I mean that's that's good stuff because I mean, you don't have to get far down the the pyramid. I mean, we're talking fucking second division championship before you know backroom staff aren't getting paid a shitload of money. It's it's normal salaries, you know, and you don't get paid for a couple of months. The mortgage doesn't get paid. You're fucked. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, so it's it's. Good to see sort of some football, you know, the football community sort of come together and uh, try and help them out a little bit. You know what's bad when even Leeds are doing the right thing? <laughs> dirty Leeds, yes. This is very true, that dirty Leeds. What are you talking about? Bielsa is the moral, I don't know, <laughs> you know, give him the goal. Give him the goal we don't need to give him. He's the, the, the moral Give him king. the goal. We've already spied on all their teams enough. It's fine. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that bit. Uh, <laughs> Did you see the Derby um, players after winning their semi-final giving it the binocular celebration? Oh, God, shit? that was a That's game. That's fantastic. Off. I love yeah, it. Yeah, Leeds full-on bottle job that. Oh, they shit the bed, didn't oh, they? Oh, proper went full, like, derp. Yeah. Is Bielsa going to stay? I really I really want Bielsa to stay just for the bands. I don't know. With all the craziness, like, he didn't end the season very well. No. He's notable for burning out teams. Um, yeah. I really wanted to stay. I really wanted him in the prem. Yeah. But... It sounds like a Chelsea manager in the making. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> the way you described it. That is true. Oh, you think you got it bad now? Yeah, you're going down the crazy scale. Yeah. <laughs> From Conte to Sarri to yeah. God, I miss Conte. <laughs> oh wow. <sighs> oh, Oscar's gone dreamy. He's got dreamy look in his eyes. <laughs> Those were good days, man. I don't know. I don't know. They were... It's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. He's a good-looking man. Look, Chelsea are probably losing Hazard. Palace are probably losing Zaha. So who's Peterborough's best player? Madison probably losing him. Probably losing. Yep. So there you go. Good, good times yep. for all. Yeah. But we we always recruit well. I don't I don't worry about Peterborough. We always true. recruit well. Peterborough have always been a selling club, but you've bought some great players oh, in we, your time. Uh, like you, you have to accept that at our level for now. That, but I mean the players we've. That we brought through Dwight Gale, uh, Britta Sombolonga, um, and then even like years and years in the past, you know, Etherington, Simon Davis, who both ended up Fulham, Tottenham. You know, yep. we've we've always done very well with recruitment, and I I do I do trust that that will carry on. So while it's a shame we'll probably lose him, I think mm-hmm. we'll we'll we always recruit well. Oh God, I'm being positive. Hey! Yeah, what's that about? But, Whew, you know, speaking of Derby, you know, Derby have set up their uh, playoff final against Villa. Um, so one of those teams back in the Premier oh, League. Again. Villa will be back in the Prem. Yeah. yeah, Lampard versus Terry on that. Yeah, yeah. that's a good Everyone's narrative, isn't it? I'd, quite, I'd prefer Derby. I think I would. Yeah, I think yeah. I'd prefer Derby as well. Laps is my favourite ever Chelsea player, so... Well, I mean, you know, Frank, he's obviously used his connections to get in some of the Chelsea loan players, but he's done a fantastic job with an incredibly young team. Yeah. Um, and to to maintain through the championship, which is very, very tough and a long old slog, 
to get to this point is is amazing. So if they can win it, it would be fantastic. I told you guys, he literally has a genius level IQ. Like that wasn't an exaggeration. Like he's well suited to management because he has a very temperate personality as well. Like he's very level headed. So you combine that with intelligence and playing experience, I think he has what it takes to be a top manager. All right, well, as we wind down, um, we did want to bring in a slightly more serious topic to close out the episode. Um, Chuck, do you want to kind of bring us into this because you're the one that has the most experience with the documentary? Yeah, so so we've, we've received um, quite a few really lovely messages recently from uh, different listeners just kind of thanking us for for helping them out with some hard times or just something to, to listen to while they deal with, you know, life, etc. And um, I know it can be quite tough for, for everyone out there. And there's been a fantastic documentary uh, that came out, I believe it aired after the FA Cup final, um, which is called The Royal Team Talk, uh, which is made by BBC. And it's uh, His Royal Highness, the Duke of Cambridge, um, his he started a mental health initiative uh, to do with football and mostly to do with men. Um, and he's done a documentary uh, which features Peter Crouch, Thierry Henry, Jermaine Genus, uh, Gareth Southgate uh, and Danny Rose. Um, and just being really open and honest about um, issues with mental health. Uh, very, very good and really insightful and interesting to hear these guys speak so candidly about something that I think us as men never really talk about just you know we're always told to put on a put on a face and you know to be in touch with your emotions albeit less so these days but is is not the thing to be for a man um you know so i think it's absolutely fantastic um they say in it as well it's you know suicide is unfortunately still the biggest killer in men in the uk under 45 um and that's quite shocking for me so just to know for obviously their position of being big names and having their influence, but for me personally to know that we're having an impact on on just one or two people's lives somewhere was like really kind of touched me um, and made me feel really appreciative um, for those guys. A hundred percent. I mean, if uh, if this nonsense can cause any distraction at all and cause any entertainment, then that's that's amazing. I mean, genuinely amazing. And um, I mean, yeah, the documentary was great. I mean, the 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 people involved were people that you wouldn't necessarily assume would have any sort of mental health issues, like Peter Crouch. I mean, it just comes across as, you know, really always having a good time, always funny. It was just like all of them were really honest about um, any issues they had, and it was great. And that it it just normalises that that conversation of it's it's okay not to be okay. And like you say, Chuck, I mean, yeah, just, just to hear that like this this silly thing that we do might have cheered someone up is just is just unbelievable. And I think Ian, you hit the nail on the head perfectly there. It it's not the way it is in movies in real life. Like it, it you will be surprised by what sort of people are going through things, even when they're out and about and like powering through and making it through the day. Like, yes, the worst cases of it you sort of fall away pretty severely and pretty completely but like even within that um so like so this is an issue that's very near to my heart because i have struggled with depression clinical depression for years and years like since i was a teenager on and off and it gets better it gets worse um and i I don't really talk about it for the reasons that we kind of stated like it's a very taboo thing and i think it makes other people uncomfortable if they can't particularly relate to it but i do think that like it's important to talk about 
Um, this has never really been the forum because we just kind of try to keep it lighthearted and stuff, which I think is yeah, yeah part of why that connects with our listeners is that like it's nice to have that positivity and just like silliness in your life. Yeah, like escapism, definitely. I, I can definitely relate to but that. This is something that I have like really aggressively struggled with throughout my adult life to the point where like I had a semester in college where I didn't leave my dorm room for like two weeks. Okay. And I had to drop out of all my classes and just and just double up for the semesters after that to make up the difference. Like I just just dropped all my classes and I just couldn't get the motivation to sort of get out of bed. And it, and it, that's like the worst times of it. But even within that, like you can still get out there and sort of fake your day and fake your way through it. Yeah. Um, like I've had days where I couldn't quite get the energy to get myself in the shower because little things can become very, very difficult in times of that sort of depression taking over. And so I would just throw on like jeans and a hoodie over my pajamas. Yeah. Because I couldn't bring myself to like have the energy to go through my morning routine, but I knew that I still had to like get outside. And then when I'm out there and like you fake it and you just go through your day, like I would imagine that a lot of people who've known me for a long time would be surprised to learn how much I've struggled with it. And so I just, from a like very heartfelt personal place, want to say that like, if there are listeners out there who are having time, difficult times and finding it hard to just get out there, just take the little victories. Yeah. Like from a, from a sort of objective perspective, I think that sounds pretty shocking for a lot of people to hear like, wow, you can't even get yourself in the shower. Things must be really bad. But from my perspective, it's like, well, no, but I was still able to like get out and fake it well enough that people didn't quite know that I was wearing my pajamas underneath. Like, and so, you know, we're here with you. We, I think we try to do a good job of interacting with our listeners a lot. Um, and, and we joke around and sort of like with Adam, call him the human punching bag and put him down. And, and we kind of play up the whole like we're assholes bit. But we do care about all of you, and we are here for all of you. You can always reach out to us. And even if it's just something as simple as, like, hey, thanks, you guys made me laugh. Like, we love to hear that, and we're – you're not alone. You're not alone, and it's okay to talk about it, and it's okay to be who you are. And you should never feel ashamed of that, and you should never feel like it makes you weak or anything. Because just being here, being out, or just, like – Whatever level of thing that you can get yourself to do when you're in your darkest places is still a thing. And so you should always take the strength, not the darkness. And it can be really hard to like believe that deep down when you're in those moments. But just know you're not alone. We're here. People are here. And I, and I think it's really important for people that you otherwise wouldn't expect, like Peter Crouch, to say like, oh, yeah, no, me too. Like, it's, it's just a part of life for a lot of us. So the documentary was good, and I figured this would be a good time for me to sort of open up a bit more about my own experiences of it. Um, but if any of you are ever out there, you can just message me on Twitter, and I'm happy to just have a conversation with you. Or just make fart jokes. Like, <laughs> you know, sometimes that's all you need is, like, someone to tell a dick joke at you, and then that's it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As Oscar said, you know, you're welcome to send us an email, Twitter, Facebook. Um, in this age of social media, it can be harder being on there because you know everyone's out external image is a bit of a construct and somewhat of a facade that sometimes you think oh it's only me um it's it's never just you on your own it's you know everyone's dealing with their own shit and it's how other people can help each other is is what makes the world a better place and uh you know the fact that we've 
brightened a few people's days um, is incredible. So thank you all. Yeah, and I think on that note, we can pretty much wrap it up for the week. Um, logistically, we probably won't have an episode next week, um, but we'll come back the week after to talk about the Europa League and the Champions League finals and kind of start planning out our summers from there. So anything to sort of wrap up, gents? Um, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and on that note, goodbye. Bye. And give us money. Bye. <laughs>